Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys and gals to the YouTube Live, where it's my heart to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. If you're watching me for the first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And like I said before, my goal is to help make sense of your life. And if you want to be a part of this community here, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff, um, because uh, my goal is to help you grow in the things of God and for him to get the optimal use out of your life. And um. I hope I can help you with that. So hope make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, for those who's always been rocking, I just want to say welcome. Thank y'all so much again. All those who's watch who watch on YouTube, listen on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Want to say thank you all so much for being a part of this community here online. It's an honor to serve you all, and um, I'm glad and honored to serve you all tonight. And if you look at these videos and they seem long, all the timestamps to every question that I answer today would be in the comment section below. So scroll down, see what was asked today, and 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 see how I could apply to you. But let's get right into the chat box. See who's here, Vanessa. What's going on? And Nick, what's going on? Miami in the building. What's up, Chanel? Josh, what's up? Jay Keaton, coach, you can't be going live while I'm driving. My bad, fam. You might just have to be a listener on this evening. My bad, brother. Enoch, hey, what's going on, Treasure? Hi, should you talk a man who you call a friend but likes you on the phone more or text more? Should you talk to a man who you call a friend but likes you on the phone, but likes you on the phone or text more? What I would do is, is that... um. I will first, before you welcome a guy's pursuit, ask yourself, am I ready to be pursued? Um, because what you don't want to happen is for you to get so caught up in the person's pursuit that his infatuation or his excitement clouds your judgment, clouds your discernment and keeps you or hinders you from hearing God and really processing whether or not this is the person for you. So what I would do is I would just uh, um, um, first uh, tonight, have a real conversation with yourself. I want you to examine these few things. I want you to examine your, your level of connection with God, scale of one to 10. I want you to examine, do you have any type of idolatrous connections? I want you to ask yourself, do you have an unrealistic idea of relationships and love? I want you also to process, are you still um, wounded by past uh, 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 relationships? Are you uh, uh, tightened by soul ties? These are a lot of questions you have to process before you entertain someone's pursuit. And and you will, and what I don't want you to do is to inflame his excitement, making him believe that there's possibly something there when you really know deep down inside that you're not ready for love. And so what I would do is I will have a I'll have a conversation with God first, and then he's gonna lead you to have a conversation with yourself, and then you have to have the uh um the the dignity and the integrity to communicate with this young man say hey at this moment i think you're attractive i think you're a great guy but at this moment um i have to grow in some areas and i'm just not ready for a relationship and so that's the best advice i would give you and any woman that's being pursued by men because men we are hunters we'll go after any uh, uh we'll go after a person that we deem as as attractive and 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 a, a woman has to dictate that man's pursuit you have to examine his pursue and ask yourself a few questions also is it has he even is he overly zealous um is he really asking the right questions is 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 is, is his pursuit has a hint or residue of idolatry is he is he overly consumed in the idea of me without taking the time to ask the right questions to get to know the individual of who i am and, and when you begin to see a man pursuing real hard no man uh pursues that hard if he knows 
knows if he already has embraced the pursuit of God. See, men won't know how to pursue a woman and a woman won't know how to be pursued until they first are completely aware of the value of God's pursuit of them. Because a man who has been completely pursued by God and is aware of the value of their pursuit, the cost of their pursuit, and, and that pursuit is his everything, he won't pursue you that hard. A woman who knows who she is in Christ and knows the pursuit of God in her life, she will not open herself easily. So if a man is going too hard, then he may be head over heels over you and not really uh, looking into the hills from where from which his help comes from, his help coming from the Lord. And so that's what I would process. Uh, but in the meantime, tonight, you got to have a real conversation and conversations like this or, or answers like these from God, God ain't going to tarry and answer them. He's going to answer those quickly because he, you desire to be in his will. Any question you have for God in regards to your desire to be in his will, it won't take him a long time to answer. So you should have your answer by this evening. And if you're definitely not attracted to him and not even interested in him, I will just let him know, Hey, this is, this is not going to go anywhere. I want to make sure I give you a heads up now. Hi, should you talk Talk to a man who you call a friend but likes you on the phone more or text more. If you only see him as a friend, you got to put the end of his false facade of a friendship he has with you. Because sometimes ladies will let a man be their friend. They will friend zone a man so they can have the benefits of, of, of the benefits and the pipe connection to their self-esteem being emboldened by a man's uh, intoxication of them. And so what I would do is... Uh, uh, I will limit and put extra boundaries within your friendship. I will really just say, hey, man, here's the real deal. I see you just as a friend and your actions have to speak louder than your words. Your actions have to correspond with your words, but your actions should give him clarity that you meant what you said. Hope that. J. King, you be getting me right. Hey, God's get, God get the glory. I'm glad he uses me as a vessel to get all of us right, even myself. Vanessa says, question, how do you deal with an ex who work who you work with and not make it awkward? Uh, Vanessa, first off, you have to understand that um, that that no one should come in between you and your bag. No one should come in between you and your money. And so when you have a renewed when you have allowed your mind to develop the right perspective of of where you are, you won't let too much affect your feelings. So what you do is you write down as often as you need to when your emotions or feelings arise, why uh, 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 why God has you there and, 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 and really process your feelings for this gentleman, because if you let those feelings kind of just sway in the, within the embankment of your heart, then over, over time it will flood over and then you may find yourself back in relationship with him, or you may find yourself in feelings for him, or you may find yourself in resentment. And so my advice to you is I will, I would, uh, uh, especially if it's a fresh breakup, I will really up your time with God up your, your worship. What I mean by that is, is, is really go deeper in your devotion to God, dive deep into understanding who he is and really processing your feelings, dig out all of that toxic emotion that you may have towards him because the Bible is, uh, uh, no, I won't say the Bible, but God is very good at, 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 at emptying out the toxicity in our hearts, helping us to navigate even in the midst of discomfort, even in the midst of awkwardness. But, but if he makes it awkward, um, then that's on him. But what you need to do is to make sure that your feelings have been processed and you have systems that when your feelings do arise, you know how to process them so that when you go into the workplace, uh, um, practically, let's talk about this. What you need to do is to make sure that every day you head towards work, that, that, that you get at least three to four, develop a worship playlist, a playlist that taps you 
and it taps you mentally in the presence of God. Don't get me wrong. You always in God's presence, but sometimes our minds are not tapped into it. So there's maybe a good worship prayer list that gets your mind focused in the obvious and the in, uh, uh, um, tangible presence of God that's there. But see, see, God's presence can be everywhere. But if your mind is not tapped in, you won't be aware of that presence. But when your mind is in sync with the leadership of the Holy Spirit and your spirit is rooted, then, then when you get those songs that kind of focus your mind into one common goal, then you will begin to enter into God's joy and your mind will begin to be thinking more about the blessings of God than, than, than the burden that's at work. Burden, his name is Mr. Burden. Well, oh, Mr. Old Burden, you see what I'm saying? Mr. Old Burden Jenkins at the job. But see, when you start and get yourself immersed in, in, in the right perspective of God, then when you get into the car and go to your workplace, you will have the residue of God's joy and it will no longer be awkward. Or when you have tough days, you got make sure you have hot spots is what I call them. Hot spots where you say, okay, I got to go to the bathroom and I got to talk to God. God, I need your help right now. He's smelling good. God, I need your help right now. He looking good. And that's when you go to your hot spot and you go to it, where's your car for lunch, whether it's the bathroom and, and God will help you right then and there, refocus you and get you right back in the workplace. But that's my answer to that question. Hope that Natasha Renee, what's going on? Hey family. Hey coach, what's up? <clears throat> Hope y'all hope you're doing well. My two says, good evening. Uh, good evening. It's good to see what you do to do if you seen. Okay, let me make sure I process your question. Give me one second. Good evening. How good to see what to do if you've seen some troubled things at your church, but God hasn't spoke to you whether or not to stay early. Great question. <clears throat> what I would do is, number one, be aware um, that God sometimes has you in places to learn what not to do more so than what to do. Um, sometimes God will put you in a place for you to be uh, have the right perspective and to understand uh, uh, what you need to do and who you need to be for the next position. So what I would do is make sure you don't get too entangled with the troubles of the church. But in the meantime, really, really, really open your heart and ask God to reveal to you the reason why he still has you planted there. Um, but do not, I, I, it wouldn't be wise for you to engage if you know that the church is troublesome. Um, but but really tap in. I don't think God will uh, delay <clears throat> in revelation on what he will, what would like for you to do. Um, but just don't get your heart entangled. Don't get your heart troubled. Don't get don't, don't get your emotions involved. Um, don't 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 allow what's going on in this church to make you want to leave um, the church that uh, uh, to leave the church at large or to make you question your faith because people are fickle. And, and churches are full of sick and weak people. And the church was meant to, and designed to be a place that's supposed to be a hospital and a gym, a hospital to heal people and a gym to get people in shape um, to do the work and the assignment that God has called them. And so if you're seeing some troubling things in your church, don't let your heart be troubled. Do not let your mind be swayed. Uh, uh, but in the meantime, seek God's will for why he has you there. But in the meantime, I wouldn't I wouldn't see it to be wise to serve that church uh, uh, um, and we get in regards to your um, talents or whatnot. But God let you know by Saturday, I hope I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll let you know um, by this coming Sunday why you're there. I don't think God just leads you to a place and leaves you ignorant. I think now that you've seen those troubling things, now you are aware of what you need to possibly do um, to be even more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit so that you'll know what you need to do. But take notes and learn from it. Don't let your heart be moved. Um, Jesus is infallible. Jesus is perfect. God is solid, and you don't have nothing to worry about. And His Spirit is a great God, a great guide, and you'll be you'll be all right. 
just just ride this wave until God sells you to another shore. Hope they help. Hi, coach. How to meet a man after God's heart? Great question. <clears throat> In order to meet a man after God's own heart, you have to meet God. Because if you want a man after God's own heart, you got to meet the one that that man's heart is in. You see what I'm saying? So what I want to make sure that you're very clear, uh, I, I'm sure to sure you're a woman, is that don't get so caught up on meeting a man, making yourself overly available um, to be seen. First off, sometimes God hides you. And so some people forget that in their singleness, God hides them. And so what they're trying to do, they're trying to play peekaboo with a with a builder boo. Or, and they're trying to play peekaboo with a boo that they want to have or a boo that they want to peek at them. And then all of a sudden they find themselves disappointed because now nobody's looking at them because they forgot that God is hitting them or they get or they jump out of off over the fence of God's protection to engage with some guy that got a glimpse of her and all of a sudden now you wasted time you wasted energy wasted emotions after someone that god never intended so i don't i don't want i don't want uh you to get so caught up on meeting someone you got to make sure you eat the meat of god's word get it make sure that you're growing it from milk to meat that you're going to a place where you're growing mature and that you're maturing in things of god so that your discernment will be sensitive but my advice to you how to meet a man after god's own heart keep meeting with god often and then the leadership of the holy spirit will lead you for the man that will pursue you at the right time. Uh, I know loneliness. I know singleness is difficult. I know a lot of people are lonely right now, um, but you're not lonely. You're not alone. God is very present. And I think some of us, we care, we care more about what we want from God than we do God himself. So I will ask, first question I will ask yourself is, is, are you, are you, are you discontent? discontented? Are you upset? Are you bothered with your singleness? Do you feel a little bit a little bit of desperation in your heart? Do you feel like uh, that this, the idea of the man that you want is, is the root or the fruit of idolatry? These are some questions you have to ask yourself because sometimes the reason why you ask a question is not on the 10th floor, but in the basement of your heart. So we look at it as, oh, that's a good question. That's a great, great question. Don't get me wrong. But we'll look at it as a surface question, but we never get down to the source of the question to deal with it to make us, that would help us through the help of the Holy Spirit transition into a place of contentment where we're able to enjoy the season that God has us in and to enjoy God and the season that we have, that he has us in. So how do you meet a man of the God's own heart? First off, you meet God, meet with him often. Number two, make sure that you're a woman after God's own heart, because one thing a man of God, one thing a man after God's own heart will not pursue is a woman that who is God, who God is not in her heart in the rightful place in her heart. I'm telling you, no man of God wants a woman of man. No woman of God wants a man of man. And what I mean about that, they they just so consuming themselves, consuming this world, consuming all these different things. And God is not is not the sole source. The number one thing that attracts me to my wife is that she loves God more than me. And the number one thing that makes me attract to her is that I love God more than her. You can tell, and it's evident in 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 our interactions that I don't make her higher than who she needs to be. She don't make me higher up than I need to be. And, and when I'm tripping, she go to God. When she tripping, I go to God and I keep my peace. She keep her peace. We keep our joy because God is in his rightful place. And, and that's what you need to process in the meantime is meeting with God often, making sure that you're going from milk to meat. And then God has already, already predestined the meeting point of yo, you and your significant other, whether you believe it or not. So you trust God with something you cannot control and, and enjoy and 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 uh, manage what you can control. Hope to help. Me, Miss Lady, what's going on? Nick Antoine says, 
Do you think people should write in their Bibles or just get a separate notebook? Also, how do I have deep devotion despite being a being in a cramped room without door, being interrupted? Should I wake up early? Great question. First off, man, I butcher my Bible. I write all in my Bible. So honestly, from, from my, I'm old school. You know what I'm saying? So from my vantage point, I love to write in my Bible because when I write in my Bible, um, I circle, I underline so that, and, and it kind of shows me what I got from the text. And then sometimes when I read a, when I read that chapter again, I get another colored pen, right? And then I try to write in that. Sometimes when I, I print off uh, uh, chapters and I take with me to work and I really just break it down and I use the paper to print out of the text from uh, BibleGateway.com, I think Gateway Bible, whatever it's called. And then I can put lines out. But what I love about that is when I come back with a new color, I, I come with a new angle. The Holy Spirit be like, you remember you circled this? Look at this word you didn't circle. Or or I'll circle a whole text. Like maybe I maybe I dug deep in this one verse, but the verse above it later on, I got greater revelation. So the different colors and the different angles kind of shows me my maturity, shows me my uh helps me um sharpen my exegetical skills and, and it and it really brings the word to life. So that's just how I do it. But uh, but it's up to you if because some people just like a clean, smooth Bible, you know what I'm saying? But see, you have two Bibles, have your go to church Bible so you can be cute with your Bible, you know, get your, get you a cute Bible, get you a cute Bible, but then get you, get you, get you that, you see what I'm saying? You know, get that, get that ugly Bible. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The ugly Bible's for devotion. The ugly Bible's for, 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 for groaning and things of God. The cute Bible's for church, you know what I'm saying? So when Shawty buy you, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you, your Bible cute. Get a good, handsome Bible, get a good, cute Bible for church. Cool, be cute and be cuddly, all at church. But get you an ugly Bible that you can that you can get in circle because the more you do that, you'll be able to see yourself growing and understanding the text better. So get you a good study Bible. My study Bible is in my car. Um, as ESV study Bible is the best study Bible that in my opinion, or get you an apologetic study Bible. That'd be good for you as well. All right. Now, how do I have deep devotion despite being in a cramped room without a door being interrupted? Should I wake up early? Yeah. Um, your life should always surround your relationship and the things of God, not the other way around. Most people, they'll make, they'll, they'll give God the leftovers versus the, the fresh fruit, the first and fresh fruit. So what you do is if God really means that much to you, get up an hour earlier. So what you need to do is assess your current situation, assess where you are, assess your distractors, distractions and all those different things, and then formulate the best times and then surround your life accordingly. If that means, hey, I go do this at four so I can get home by five, so I can be asleep by seven, so I can get up by four. Do what you got to do to make sure that you're that you're sharp. It could be just temporarily, but do what you got to do to keep your devotion at a steady stream. Uh, um, because because I think in order to grow spiritually, you have to be disciplined spiritually. A lot of people just think that because of what Christ did for them, that's all that there's nothing else for them to do. They don't got to read their Bible every day. No, I'm saying you got to. I don't want you to think legalistic. I want you to think as a soldier would, as an athlete would, as someone who wants to do great things. People want to, <clears throat> there's there's not a day that goes by that I don't get in my word. It's not a day that goes because I'm in that field. See, just because I'm not saying I'm saying my specific field, but I have to be in it because I expect more out of my spiritual life. You get out of your spiritual life, you get out of your spiritual life what you desired as an outcome from your spiritual life. So if you only desire to be a shallow Christian that goes to church, gets prayed for, 
um, that has uh, Christian friends that goes bowling every now and then, then you ain't going to, there's no, there won't be no demand or desire for discipline. But if you desire to cast out demons and raise the dead and heal the sick, if you desire to, to take over uh, uh, territorial boundaries from satanic principalities, if you desire it as an outcome out of your life, then you have no choice to be disciplined. So if you just want to play ball at the Y as a, as an eighth grader, <clears throat> as an eight-year-old eighth grader, then you ain't gonna really play that much. But if you want to go to the NBA, if you want to go far, if you want to go to the NFL, if you want to go to WNBA, if you want to be elite and top notch in your field, you do it every day. But most people don't look at their spiritual walk that way. To whom much is given, much required. Jesus even said, "Greater works you would do." So I will, I will look deep into your desired outcome for your spiritual life. That will determine your spiritual discipline outputs. Your spiritual desires or expectations will determine your disciplined daily executions. If if you if you just coasting through life, <clears throat> there's no need to sharpen your blade. But if you know it's wartime, which it is, we're not talking about just physical, we're talking about we, no matter, the moment you got saved, you was enlisted in the war. The Bible says a soldier does not entangle himself with civilian affairs for his or her hope is to please the one that enlisted them. You enlisted. Whether you like it or not. So that's what I would say, Nick Antoine, is, is what are your desired outcomes for your spiritual life? Greater works, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, um, raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons. Uh, uh, being a light, a greater light for God, being 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 uh, walking with your shadow healing people, uh, uh, a, a place of of purity and, and not entangled by soul ties. That stuff just don't burn off from no shallow walk with God. Soul ties and strongholds don't burn off from going to church once a week. Mm, that stuff don't burn off. That's why people be Christians all their life, but ineffective Christians. They've been saved, but they have nothing to show for. The Bible talks about be very careful how you build on the foundation that's been laid, the foundation of Jesus Christ. For the Bible says some will build on it with precious golden stones. Some will build it with hay and straw, but each one's work will be tried by fire. And the Bible says uh, the fire will prove it that even when the person built with hay and straw and the fire burns everything up, their soul is saved. But they have nothing to show for their salvation. Have something to show for your salvation. You know what I'm saying? Have something. I don't got time to go to heaven and 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 and, and everything I did burnt up. I don't mind maybe a stick or two. Back when I was 22, doing stuff for for the wrong reasons, I don't mind that being burned up. But I tell you, man, for the next 40, 50 years of my life, <clears throat> I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to make it work. I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. You see what I'm saying? And, and and that's because I desire, because because God pursued me. I'm not working for God's love. I'm not telling you to work for God's righteousness. I'm saying be inspired by it and say, God, I'm gonna give you the best because you gave me your best. So yeah, wake up earlier. That's my answer to your question. <laughs> Good question, family. <clears throat> Enoch says, Coach. Oh man, scroll down again. Let me scroll up. Enoch says, Coach, how do you remain consistent in your walk with God? Because it feels real hard sometimes. Sometimes I tend to just give up. Like I said in many videos before, 
uh, you're going through the growing pains of walking with God. You're going through the pruning season. Um, 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 in that phase of life, you're going to feel um, uh, various kinds of feelings, my friend. You're going to feel uh, one day going to feel so in love with God that you're on the ground prostrated, tears of joy crying out. The next day, you're going to be like, God, you can kick rocks. It, it, it because because when an idol is being stripped out of your heart, you, your emotions are all over the place. At one moment, you're excited that God is growing you. And next moment, you're wishing that you can bear hug your idol. And so what's going on right now is that that you're you're going from being carried to crawling to walking to running. You see what I'm saying? So right now, you know where you are in that phase. So many of us, we just want to be carried by God. In the beginning, you are carried. You are carried by God because your legs ain't strong enough to walk this walk. You see what I'm saying? So Jesus will himself carry your cares, carry you. And But most people get too comfortable in the baby stage. They just want Jesus to breastfeed them. They just want Jesus to do everything. They want the Holy Spirit to, to do everything for them. Why they do everything contrary to the work of the Holy Spirit in them. And that's immature babes. So what happens? They want to be carried. But there comes a weaning season where you are weaned away from that elementary youthful babe stage and you're placed on the ground, the realness of life. And now you got to utilize your members to get to a place from crawling to walking to running. Because it's very essential that you do. So you're just going through the growing pains of walking with God. Um, it is hard. The Bible says uh, narrow is the way, narrow narrow is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few that will find it. Broad is the gate, broad is the way uh, that leads to destruction, and many will go that way. Going to hell is easy. Going to heaven is hard, baby boy, baby girl, it's hard. And we're not talking about it's hard in regards to God's ability. No, it's hard because, because there's a this world is not designed in its current state for the believer. Everything this world is designed by is contrary to everything God originally designed. The devil has perpetuated throughout every corridor of society the opposite of God. That's why it's crazy now being a virgin is looked down upon. Um, uh, being straight is looking down upon. Um, being married is looking down upon. All the things that pertains to life and godliness is looked down upon. So anyone that is trying to do that, they are going to face resistance. But you got to be persistent. Um, because of the person that's in you, the power that's in you, you're not going to be able to do it in your own might. That's why you got to trust the flow of the Holy Spirit. Because if you trust the flow of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit flows out of you, people can't deny you. You see what I'm saying? So it's difficult because, um, because anything that's hard to do makes you too hard to penetrate, makes you too strong to defeat. And, and what I would say is you're going through the hunger, uh, growing pains, keep going. Um, so my advice to you that it gets better as you go through it. Trust me. 24, 25, I wanted to quit this whole thing. Thank God I didn't. Now I'm in a sweet, I'm in a sweet um part of my walk with God. It is great. I'm content. Um, I don't I don't want too much. Uh, I don't overly desire for things. I'm happy. But I had to go through a lot of hardship. You got the Bible says endure hardship like a good soldier. Uh, 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 join with him with this suffering. Um, if you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. Um, so what I would do is meditate on scriptures about the hardship of Christianity, trials and tribulations, and begin to see what the word of God says that is the fruit of that. And then look forward towards bearing that kind of fruit. Because when you bear that kind of fruit, life is good on the other side.
I'm telling you, life is good when you go through that process. It gets better because you see everything how it was supposed to be seen. Sure. Second question. How can I find a godly man if I'm not allowed to date? Is that the same question? Oh, I already answered your question. Um, God, God knows where you are. Um, God doesn't need your help um, because if he needed your help, he wouldn't be God. Um, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, he'll find you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he'll find you. Uh, and when you, when you allow God to do a thing, that confirmation will echo throughout the corridors of your relationship. I'm telling you, cause you're going to be like, God, you did that. So when y'all start arguing with each other, no, God put this together. That's why it's very important. Whatever I purchase in regards to big things, and no matter what I pursue, no matter what I have, I must have a date, a time, a moment that reassures me that God said, go this way. So that no matter what frustration I feel, no matter what I go through, no matter what I have to process, I have a marker in my past that lets me know God said, go this way. So that I, when, when tough times come to try to mess with it, tink, tinker with it, I'm good. Because I know God told me to marry my wife. I know God told me to be in the house that we're in. God told me to do what I'm doing now. I need that confirm, confirmation so that when no matter when challenges come, I continue to go forward because I know this is where God wants me to be. All right, last question I got to go because I'm only trying to do 30 minutes, y'all, because I, I got to get ready for tomorrow, uh, which is, for those who don't know, the purpose of singing this course, uh, part nine or part 10 tomorrow, part nine. We're going to be talking about bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness tomorrow. It's going to be heavy like they'll, all the rest of them have been. Me, Miss Lady says, what advice do you give to someone who desires to get married but is not interested in dating and shies away from talking to guys? Enjoy it. Uh, but don't get lost in your desires. Stay rooted in your discipline. Stay rooted in your devotion. Never get so caught up in desires that the desires distract you from your devotion to God and your disciplines from that devotion. So, so yes, it's cool. It's okay to have a desire to be married, but, but, but you got to channel those desires into daily disciplines because desire for something is not there. Is taking up energy for what is there. Sometimes you 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 can't like you can't spell there without here. T H E R E. You can't spell there without here. So so if you're trying to get there, you got to take care of here. Many people get so caught up in thinking and desiring for there that they utilize their here to dream about it there that they may never get there because they never they never maximize the here to uh, mature them for there. So nothing wrong with desires, but you got to have something daily to do to channel that desire or the energy that the desire is trying to suck out of you. Channel that energy into daily disciplines of personal development, diving deep into the things of God, uh, um, understanding God more, understanding yourself more and, and working to becoming the woman that that man of God needs. And then you'll be good. So don't don't get distracted in wondering if you're doing something wrong with your singleness not dating not dating and not having suitors is not a bad thing it's actually a great thing because right now you are ahead of everyone that's dating right now right now being single you are ahead of people that's dating getting engaged and marrying the wrong one it's better to be single to become the right one than to be dating the wrong one because people who are dating the wrong one right now, they look good on the ground, they look good online, they look good in person. But trust me, hell is in their home. But the thing about you, you have hope in your home. You don't have a false, you have hope in your home. So what I would encourage you to do, 
is don't worry about whether or not you're doing this singleness wrong. Stay focused on God. Look at me. Listen, man. Let me show you something. Let me show you what my singleness has done. Let me just show you. I'm going to just show you what my singleness has, what I did in my singleness. Okay. All of this is what I did in my singleness, right? Purpose singleness, one book when I was single. Did this when I was single. What I mean, even though I was dating my wife, I was still single. Wrote this when I was single. Wrote this way, way back when I was single. This book when I was single. 1,400 plus videos while I was single. Dating prep card game before I was married. Got that done. Uh, this card game, Memory Muscle, got that done before I got married. All that's bringing me money, bringing money into my into my marriage right now because I maximized my thinking. Do you think I want to be married? You best believe it. But I had to do, I had to distract myself from being distracted and focus on channeling that precious premium energy. Do you know how precious and how premium energy is that 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 you only every day based upon your eating habits and your exercise. And your emotional stability will determine the level of energy you get to enjoy or use every day. You only get a certain amount of energy every day before you get tired. Some people still, they use alcohol, they use alcohol, they use pills, they use supplements to try to force their body to make energy. But their body is broken down because they're not, they're, they're not maximizing energy well. See, right now... I love it. I tell my wife, I make money when I sleep. I spoke to the kids today at my propelled mentor and my wife and I's propelled mentoring program. I told the kids right now, while I'm watching you, while I'm talking to y'all right now, I probably got two to 300 people watching my videos all across the world. Somebody's sending a donation. Somebody's buying a book. Somebody's buying a card game. Somebody's talking about me in a room with their pastor, with their uh, 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 boss, with their, with their uh, uh, college professor to bring me to their college right now not only am i making residual impact i'm also making residual income while i'm reaching out to y'all that's what you got to be focused on that no matter where you are you have created something out of thin air from the holy spirit is sparking the intelligence sparking the idea in your mind where now you're successful that's what singleness is all about what can you do to make sure you are solid enough and supplying the next phase of your life. So don't be distracted about there that you mismanage here. And um, and you're not behind. Everybody else is who's not falling behind God. Hope to help. Love y'all. Pray this video was a blessing. And about these books, you can get these books right now on my website, imunplugged.com. A book on spiritual warfare, World War Me, How to Win the War Within. That book's available online. Um, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Strongholds, very important book. It's also all these books are very important, but that one's for soul ties and strongholds. That book's available online. Unplug the top things you need to unplug from and how to unplug from those things in the world. Dating Prep is a great book for those who want to date themselves and the love of their life forever. Um, and a card game that goes with it. I saw someone comment out. I'm working. Uh, my goal is to get these to where they're on the same site. My goal is to get the card games on Amazon, but that takes work. Um, creating card games is a new industry for me. Um, I, I'm, I got five card game ideas that, that, I, that I'm trying to get out as soon as possible. Um, unfortunately, not they're not sold in the same place. Um, my website offers them both, but you can't get them under the same roof and unfortunately I pay shipping from two different places. Um, but, but you can start off by getting the book first, spend some time with yourself, spend some with your significant other. And then when it's time to get the card game, get the card game, card game is dating prep. 
Um, it's got questions from three levels. Cloud, which means y'all just met. Um, cement means when relationship is getting real, real, like it's no, no longer cute and cuddly no more. And corporations, when y'all are building something together, whether engagement, whether uh, or married, there's questions for every step like uh, cloud. What are your bad habits? What are your good habits? Those are good cloud questions. Cement questions. What do I do regularly that annoys you and why? That's when the relationship gets real. You need to know that. Some people conceal that information, but they need to share that information. So what do I do regularly that annoys you and why? What habits have you noticed from me? That's a good cement question. Corporation question. As a family, how will we handle our finances? These are great questions to ask yourself as a single person and write your own answers down the book. Because what's good about this uh, book is that the same question, the card game is in the book as well. <clears throat> and then, so that's question about, uh, what, uh, when happy, what do you do? That question's for you as a single person. This book is for you to date yourself or to love your life forever so you can get to know yourself so that you will be able to see if you're ready or not for relationships. So those books and card games available as well. Got another card game called Memory Muscle. It's a fun way to memorize scripture. Memorize scripture by yourself or with a group of people. Um, uh, all that is on my website. Purpose is single as well. Are you whole or full of holes? We're in the middle of a course right now. In the middle, we still we still on the shores of that course. Uh, we on uh, video nine, so check that out. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Um, also, our first day of our mentoring program started. Propel. If you want to support what we do, we have fifty one kids, fifty one kids that are in our mentoring program right now. When I told one of the uh, teach them in school. They, they thought I said 15. And she asked me, she said, how many kids you got in your program? I said, 50. She said, 15. Oh, that's cool. I said, no, 50. She said, what, five? Oh, I said, 50. You can go to my Instagram page when I look at my story. Well, if you're watching it live and you'll see the kids, but you go to Propel CLT to learn more about what we do on Instagram. But if you want to learn more about what we do with our uh, uh, mentoring program, my wife and I go to IamUnplugged.com. Links in the description box below. Links in the comment section below. Um, or if you just want to give the support, what I do here, that's cool too. Whatever the Lord leads, only give by well, only give when the Lord leads. That's all I'm saying. So if you if you want to support, however you want to support, uh, no no for a fact these resources will be beneficial to you. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I see y'all tomorrow night, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time for singleness and bitterness. We're gonna get down to the nitty gritty of why we are losing our dignity. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I don't know. Should I have been a rapper? Nah. I give y'all I, I give y'all good 30, 30, 30 minutes worth of music every time you see me, if not more. Love you. Y'all be blessed. I got to go. Coach is tired. Need some rest. Got to be wise and steward my energy. Um, Love y'all. I am unplugged.com and notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, See you next time. Peace. <laughs>